welcome, welcome everybody. Welcome back. 90s Mixtapes. I am your host, Pat, joined by my lovely co-host, Jen. Hello, Pat. And we just got through um, chomping on the bark shit that was laid out in my grandma's Lennox candy dish. But here we are, <laughs> back again. I feel like without context, that sounds insane. I know, but I mean, it's the truth. It's fragrant bark that would only be out for my great uncles and great aunts. That's it. <laughs> You have to impress your people. I don't, you know. I think the best part of the story is that as the year goes on, it's just there's more layers to it. Like, you confirmed with my aunt, my my uh, grandma's daughter, that, like, yes, she did, in fact, put it in a bag. Yes, she did put it out in a special dish. And then you confirmed the reason that it was put away with my sister is that because, yes, my sister did occasionally eat on it. So, <laughs> I mean, it's just that circle where you're like, this is an insane story, but it's real. <laughs> I mean, I guess as... I, okay, so, like, in a way, when, like, our family members are coming over, I do get a little bit crazy about cleaning, and I'm like, oh, the house has to be perfect, and I maybe light a candle. Maybe potpourri is, like, the equivalent of, like, just trying to have your house smell nice. I don't... I think so. I think it's yeah. just more like you oh, put like it wedding. in here, and then it gets this, like, fragrant thing around it, but then you have to watch out for, you know, children eating it. Anyway, we are Pat and Jen of the 90s Mixtapes Podcast. <laughs> We are here this week to discuss movies of May 1993, a couple different um, larger movies that uh, released, and we're getting into the quote-unquote summer blockbuster season. And Jen, mm-hmm. we have a season coming up. We have Jurassic Park. I know. We have Sleepless in Seattle, which we were just talking about. We're debating which movie to watch. Last month, I had you pull out of post-it notes. You'll be happy to know that I've never seen Sleepless in Seattle, so I can easily give you the what I think the movie is, and I think probably get a high score, because I'm like 90% certain that I know the movie. Okay, so, yeah. So, I, I mean, think... we will watch that movie, but that's we'll, we'll get to that at the end. We'll get mm-hmm. to that at the end. But, okay. Because I just, your your jaw just kind of fell a little. You're like, wait, well, you didn't thing. say that to me downstairs. Like, no, yeah. I didn't, because, you know, you just, you don't bury the lead, right? I haven't seen the movie. Because you were, I think you were narrating You've Got Mail, which mm-hmm. I think I've seen part of that once on like HBO or Stars. So I'm like, that's the one with the bookstore. Now, I could be wrong. She could own a bookstore in both of them or whatever. But I'm pretty sure Sleepless in Seattle is one of them's in like New York and the other one's in like Seattle or something. San Francisco, Seattle, something. And then that, well, well, I'll get to that when I try to guess the movie. But we do have Jurassic Park, which uh, I think that's going to be a really good movie to just kind of. Really try to pick apart the junk science in it um, from two people 30 years later, right? We've seen that. We've seen that recently, too, for our movie club that we do um, from the pandemic. We've also seen Dave, which is a movie that we're going to talk about this month. But let's dive into this month. So, big movies that released this month were Dave, Dragon the Bruce Lee Story, Indecent Proposal, which we... Well, I made money, I should say, because we, we, we determined it was released in April. Yeah. Movie called Sliver, which I vaguely remember this movie being like on a late night Cinemax thing. It's like Sharon Stone, William Baldwin, mm. and like Tom Berenger. So kind of like okay, yeah, kind of. Now that you said that, but she's kind of like a good guy in this one. I think like she's like a an editor, like because I I, well, I read the little the oh. back of the box, you know, because that's what it was back in the day. You read the back of the box to get the movie, but it's like she's an editor moves into like a, you know apartment complex but what she didn't know is that other women have died in this apartment <laughs> complex mysteriously <laughs> so there's definitely a killer in there nobody's posted up no cops no nobody nobody's posted know. up so she's like is it william baldwin the killer or is it tom berger the killer or is it you know secret you know sauce 
13. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Hot Shots Part Duh. Do you ever see that movie? Uh-huh. Yeah, I I uh, embarrassingly really liked that movie when I was younger. I did too. I liked the first <laughs> one. And I liked I liked I liked all of those. I like I liked the Leslie Nielsen Naked Gun movies too. They were so slapstick and silly. Baseballs, <clears throat> like all those spoof movies. And it's funny because now as an adult, I, I really don't like spoof movies. But as a kid, it got you right where you don't like spoof movies. Spoof movies, but you know what are. you do like that these movies do. Mm-hmm. Like you like Impractical Jokers, and that's <laughs> that's like a, a you know that's a watered down version of that type of like physical comedy you do like the like the gags and you like like trying to you like the react like those movies i feel like the most important thing was like doing an outlandish pose for the camera to get the reaction of the audience right and i feel like that's kind of what the practical jokers do similar type of comedy i don't know it's it's not one-liner jokes no i'm saying i just like the the the, uh, that they're like real like i like the impractical jokers are real and i like that they're just funny guys and they're sure playing pranks on each other the spoof genre the spoof genre has a couple different moments and this is like a little bit of a moment where it's that older school like class of people and then it comes back in the early 2000s when we're doing or whatever whenever we start doing scary movie and then disaster movie and then this movie and that movie but you know those spoof movies are always kind of cheap humor and they don't really do as much i think of that kind of like cheap humor where they're like they're expecting the audience to come into it well versed right that's the thing about those movies if you haven't seen the movies they're spoofing it's not really you know that useful right you know it's funny as a kid i loved space balls and i can't tell you that i I maybe I saw star wars before space balls maybe i didn't it didn't matter I well, like we're going to see Robin Hood Men in Tights because that's going to come oh, out in that July. Was one I, I think with, again, you know, Mel Brooks movie. I think it's either July or August. I was just looking ahead. I think it's July and we're definitely going to watch that because that's going to be great. Part of what's going to be great about that is that's going to be all nostalgia. I remember one specific part where Dave Chappelle's character uses uh, that, like uh, Reebok, like uh, pump up shoes. Uh-huh. Like he's like, hold on, hold on. They're in the middle of a fight and does the pump up shoes. So st- stuff like that. But you know, the, the spoof genre in general, you have to know the material that they're spoofing. And why I say, you know, impractical jokes, because it, it, they just remind me of the same thing. You know, they remind me of sure. those kind of, it's a lot of physical comedy, which is part of the spoof genre. It's physical comedy. And, you know, also it's it's relying on the audience and trying to garner a reaction from the audience. So, but not this month. No. This month, we saw... Or we we know that it exists, Cliffhanger, which is a wonderful <laughs> Sylvester Stallone film. We acknowledge that it about him being a uh, like a local tour guide slash rescue guy who rescues people from. Um... Was that his jam? I thought he was yeah. climbing mountains. Well, that that's it. He was like a mountain ranger or whatever it was. I specifically remember the video game because it was aggressively hard. Stop. Yeah, there so was, it was a video Sega. game. Hundred percent. It's on Sega Genesis. Stop. We could probably get an emulator somewhere and play it. That's you know you should write that down. We should we should we should try to find some of these video games because Dragon the Bruce Lee story was also a video game. Was it a video game about his about a man's life? I think it was a fighting game because I played that too. But Cliffhanger was like aggressively difficult. It was kind of like Double Dragon, which you claim you don't know what that is, and <laughs> it was like that. And then there was like climbing parts. It was hard. So Cliffhanger the game and Dragon the Bruce Lee story the game. Uh, I don't think there was a game for Dave. <laughs> I hope there was. That Maybe would be fun. Civilization, Sim City. 
So, I mean, Cliffhanger, big Stallone movie. This is this is right in the wheelhouse. He has this movie, and then he has Demolition Man later in the year, which uh, Demolition Man is amazing. I love Demolition Man. That is probably one of my, like, low-key... Which, I'm not breaking any ground here for the internet, because lots of people on the internet fucking love Demolition Man, too. Um, low-key ridiculous movie that we're definitely... We're definitely going to watch that. That's That came out October 8th, 1993. So, for my birthday celebration, we're going to rewatch that movie. <laughs> Jen, do you remember Cliffhanger at all? What do you remember? I know you mentioned... I remember the first scene where he's, like, hanging from a... A bridge, rope bridge. A rope bridge trying to save someone. Mm-hmm. That's all I remember. He doesn't, though, right? Doesn't the person fall? The person falls, it haunts him. So he can never go oh. back on the mountain and help people. But eventually <laughs> he gets roped in, and there's terrorists involved, and it's a whole, you know, it's a whole bunch of nonsense. All the terrorists that are uh, beefing on top of Jen, these mountains. Where, where was this? Was it, like, Colorado? Who the fuck it knows? The it doesn't matter. It was, it was Sylvester Stallone, yeah, and yeah. he's climbing mountains. I mean, Sylvester I Stallone now, yeah. 30 years later, he's, like, 70-something. So at this point, he's, like, Early 40s, climbing mm-hmm. mountains, living his life as a mountain rescue team, part of a mountain rescue team. But that is my cliffhanger take. I didn't watch it, so I don't want to give too many hot hot takes here, but that's my cliffhanger take. I remember as a kid, he he has a stretch coming up, and this is one of them. Like He also has a movie called Daylight. Do you know what that movie nope. is? So Daylight is like the Lincoln Tunnel gets like like flooded. So he has to, like, rescue people from, like, the Lincoln Tunnel because he's also in there when it gets flooded. There's, like, a natural disaster and, like, the tunnel blows up and he has to, like, get people out because, of course, he was, like, a, you know, tunnel guy. So he knows, like, all the tunnels. Like, whatever he was. He's, like, a maintenance guy. Whatever the fuck he was. He, he knew how to get out of, like, the tunnels. Tunnel guy. So he did that movie, this movie. Like, he's got a run of, like, so-so movies. Like, in terms of, like... This is like the end of, I think, the decadence that was the 80s. Because Last Action Hero, which I want to watch because it's so nostalgia-filled, not for any other reason. Because like the, the movie Last Action Hero, I could, I could just tell you as you're staring through me. The movie Last Action Hero stars Arnold Schwarzenegger. But like, there's a whole scene that takes place in like a blockbuster. Because it's all about how he was like in the movie. And the kid gets drawn into the movie that he's in. So, like, in the mo- it, when the kid's in the movie universe, he's, like, as if he was in the movie. Gotcha. You know, and eventually I think the villain gets drawn out, and they all get drawn into the real world. But, like, he's, like, you know, and so there's Arnold Schwarzenegger interacting with, like, his character that he's playing in a movie. Because it's, like, the movie comes to life, hence the movie Last Action Hero. So it's, like, a mashup, and it understands how ridiculous these movies are, you know. So I think that's one that we should probably watch. Because, again, just all the 90s nostalgia. But... Having said all that, Dave, the other big movie that we didn't watch. Dave is a movie that stars Kevin Klein, and it's about um, kind of like presidential politics. Like, he is a presidential impersonator, or just like a lookalike, which, you know, if you look like a famous person, I guess you can use that to your advantage in some certain circumstances. The president ends up taking like a stroke. And then they get this guy to come in to, like, hold down the fort, you know, in air quotes, for, <laughs> for a couple months or whatever it is while the president's coming back to not, you know, hand over to the vice president. Could because you imagine? Well. I could. I was going to say, I definitely could. <laughs> at this point. At this point, I definitely could. However, 
Um, I definitely could back then. Back then, this definitely seems way more plausible. This is one of those movies that, like, aged a little bit better. Because, like, if the guy looks almost exactly like the other guy. And sounds like the other guy. Because it's the same actor. Okay, fair. But I'm saying, <laughs> in terms of, like, the, the, okay, hey, these two people are the same. Like, it, yeah, if he's following along and reading the script, I mean... It's not like it is now where you're going to have all these internet sleuths that are going to break down the hand movements and, oh, look, this guy's actually a lefty and this guy's a righty and, oh, he right. Like, right, not, right. you're not going to have so many things that are going to break it all down and you're not going to have so much access. Like, it's going to be so gated and so, you know, the the media complex was so much less back then. So I could totally see that. Like, I could see that. Not not like like I believe it, but I could see it. I could see it happening in a way... That at least the premise of the movie where it's a short-term situation, I could see that happening, right? Very short-term, like a week, two weeks, a month, maybe at most. Once you start to get into further down the line, because again, that's the point of the movie is that, you know, the character Dave uh, is a really nice guy, but the president did all swarmy presidential things. So he made agreements with all sorts of different senators and people and he's a shithead. Right. Because that's generally what you probably have to do to rise up the power, to, to rise up the political landscape in America. Right. I don't think you could just be the nicest person. And, you know, you have to sell parts of yourself in order to get votes for different things you want, different things you need. And then slowly that line blurs. Right. Where all of a sudden you become like in the back pocket of all these different people. So like he did some shady shit, which eventually comes back at the end um, that they're trying to hold over him. Right? Not Dave the character, but the president. Right. Because Dave the character is doing things that are out of context for the president. Policy things and initiatives and stuff like that. and Actually being nice to his wife and all sorts of things <laughs> of, of that nature. So, do you remember Dave? How did you feel about Dave? Did you like it? I remember. I think I did like it. But I know we just watched it a few years ago, but I don't really remember that much of it. Like, I... I think I picked it for the movie club. I enjoyed it because I just, I like these kind of movies. I like, yeah. I like movies that make you kind of feel good. We just watched another movie like that, similar movie. I forget the sh- what the topic was. Um, it doesn't matter. I think it was, maybe it was twins. I don't know. Oh yeah, maybe it was the twins. Because they were the same. Something along those lines. Yeah, we just watched one, a good movie on The Chef. The Chef, yeah. Same same kind of thing where you're like... Well, no, but it makes you feel good. (laughs) It makes you feel good and there's no real, like, stakes. It's not like, you know, you you know, like, going into it that, like... Well, I I mean, I didn't know going into the movie The Chef with um, John Favreau. I didn't know. Like, we had just watched Succession and I was just so concerned that someone was going to get hurt or someone was going to, like... So something bad was going to happen. Right? Because you're just in the show Succession, there's always all these turns and they're always very nefarious. So we're just watching this movie. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. like, like you said, you're like, oh, the, the kid's going to cut himself with a knife. Or, you know, I'm like, oh, they're going to, all their money's going to get stolen or something. Because you're just like, something is going to happen. And it's just not. It's just a road trip, fun, happy, put on your smiles and enjoy yourself movie. Right? <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed it. Right? I mean, so Dave was a similar type of movie where it's like there is redemption available. That's that's what I took from it. Like there is redemption no matter what. Like people can change even if they are other people. Yeah. You know, like you could see the right you could see the right way to do things and maybe it can help change some other people. I think at the end he's going to run for like some sort of local office because mm-hmm. he had seen 
what he could do. And I think Sigourney Weaver shows up because I think he actually dies. I think the president actually dies or something. I don't know. Whatever. Spoiler alert for a movie 30 years ago that I'm just remembering off the top of my head. Yeah, I have. I, it's crazy how I have such a goldfish brain. I do not remember. Now, the movie we did watch, Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. I listened to what you thought the movie was. So I want you to tell me, based on what you heard yourself say, what you th- how many points you think you get between one and five. Oh, like a, like a three and a half, maybe a four. I mean, I knew it was about his life. I'm going to give you three. I'm oh, going to give you okay. solid three, solid three. I feel like you, you know, at one point you're talking about how he's young, doing martial arts and learning all about martial Like, I feel like... What happened? I, I, I feel like you had the beats. It was a, it was a biopic. Now, as we were watching it, um, I, I glanced over to you a couple different times and I saw... What could only be described as like a like a smile, like you were enjoying the movie. You were actually enjoying it. So tell me how you felt watching this movie for the first time, thirty years later. How'd you feel? How'd you feel about kung fu movies? How'd you feel about the whole thing? I really liked it. Um, I uh, honestly wasn't really looking forward to watching it because we watch a lot of movies with this movie club, and I watch a lot of movies that like maybe I get a little distracted or bored during just because like whatever I do. So I was like, oh man, it's going to be like a Kung Fu type movie. I'm going to be super bored, but it was really good. And um, yeah, I'm really glad that you picked this one. I guess I picked it on accident. You picked but it. I'm glad that we watched this one. Uh, yeah, he's an interesting dude. I mean, died way too young. But like, I knew nothing about Bruce Lee, like whatsoever. If you told me he was still alive, I'd be like, I really had no idea, like anything about him. Well, I, I, I thought here... I thought this worked out pretty well. Uh, you know, during you know, your day job, obviously, you are a, an artist. So I, I drew a parallel as someone that likes action movies and someone that likes, you know, someone that definitely knew about Bruce Lee. I remember this movie came out, played the video games. I drew, like, a parallel to some of the stuff that you know about, like, art and famous artists that I just have no idea. Where I'm like, I didn't know <clears throat> this person's story or that person's story. Like, I knew the story of Bruce Lee. And that's what makes, obviously, everything that's going to happen later on here with Brandon Lee even more tragic. I know. Uh, but I knew the story of Bruce Lee. And this story in and of itself is told as, you know, it, it's highly, like, fantasized a little bit, too, to make it be like a kung fu movie. That when you're watching it now, it's even better because it hits the beats of his life. It's not a biopic, like all the way that it's going to have all of the different things perfect, right? It doesn't put things in sequ- it doesn't put them in order, sequential correct correct sequential order. It has that like fight sequence where the guy breaks his back, but like that's not really how he got hurt, but they wanted right. to make a good movie moment. So all these different things that make it be like an enjoyable movie. Like you just watch mm-hmm. it and you're like this is a cool movie. Yeah. Uh, I know you had mentioned at one point that, um, you know, it was called Dragon because it had something to do with Dragon, which you were right. I mean, he was filming Enter the Dragon, which was his last movie, which is a huge commercial release um, here in America. And that's the last movie that he filmed. The story of him passing at 32 is just sad, right? I mean, it's just what I told you. I'm like, it's a, tra- it's a tragedy. And then his son dies too at 28. It's like wild. Yeah. It's wild, that like sequence of events that happens there. He was extremely influential, like I told you. Um, and like you've read, obviously, on Wikipedia. He opened a martial arts school, started his own martial art, basically. His own offshoot martial art. He 
train like Chuck Norris and yeah, that's cool. I wish that they put that in the movie. That would have been cool. To see. You know, they might have. We just might have missed it. Maybe it was like, subtle. In one of those sequences where he's mm-hmm. training people. One of them could have been an avatar for them. We just don't know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, did you find, like, in terms of, I guess, I guess, your idea about what, like, were you you, I felt you were pleasantly surprised. Right? Yeah, for sure. You really enjoyed the movie. It I really, did was kind of in your wheelhouse of things that you might actually like, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was interesting and it wasn't I don't know. I really I really enjoyed it. Unfortunately, we're in a position with this month where we can't really say uh, what would have changed in terms of technology, like how technology mm. could have changed something because yeah, this, this is, is a, a rough, biopic. It's a rough to one. The 70s. Yeah. I can say with Dave, definitely facial recognition technology could have been used. <sighs> But they were identical. They were doppelgangers. They were doppelgangers, but there must have been something structurally different with their faces or something. There had to be something. And there had to be something. I mean, listen, slap a couple fake tattoos on your face and some blue contacts and you could be Post Malone. Right, but but our nose is different. (laughs) The hair, like, there has to be something. You're definitely There has to be something with Dave that they would have figured out also, like, definitely speech patterns with probably using an iPhone because they have all those different apps that you can do that. That you can track people's cadence. Definitely his, his gait. Like how he walked. I'm sure it was different. Because you can't 100% pantomime somebody. You just can't do that. And well, I mean, this guy couldn't do that because that wasn't what he was trying to do. It's not like he was an actor trying to play him like at, at that level. Right? So I think some of those things. So that, that's going to be our technology corner. Next month, it's going to be a lot easier. Because we're going to watch, as we noted, <clears throat> Jurassic Park. And also, um, but you said you didn't want to watch Jurassic. I think I'll just put it on the background again. I mean, it's Jurassic Park for Christ's sake. I mean, we've seen that movie. I've seen that. I saw the movie. We we can figure it out. We also promised that we were going to watch two movies this month, and we didn't. Yeah, but I mean, I I might turn on Jurassic Park today because that's how like it's Jurassic Park. I've probably seen that movie thirty times in the past five years. Easy. Easy. Just, it's just I on think in the you're background. An exaggeration. No, it's on in the background a lot on TV. They play it on TV, especially around the anniversary time. They do. Yeah. It's like one of the big like movies that relaunches the idea of a summer blockbuster. Sure. Yeah. And they keep fucking releasing more movies. They've released probably three movies in the past. I five can't years. with that shit though. I really three can't. in the past. So, so they they keep playing the original because they're like, this is the twenty fifth anniversary. It's the you know, whatever. So what did you learn, or or what did you take most from? dragon like what did you um, what did i learn i don't know what i learned i mean i didn't know anything about bruce lee so i learned about him uh you told me that the reason they call video game villains bosses is because mm-hmm. of um the movie the big boss mm-hmm. his movie the big boss where you're fighting the last boss i thought it was fun how they really incorporated all the kung fu into like the scenes you know like clearly that was made for the that was for for the movie and mm-hmm. theatrical, but it was fun. Um, I learned looking on IMDb that Jason Scott Lee was actually had no martial arts training; he was just an accomplished dancer, and they figured that that was a better skill to have to appear to be like how Bruce Lee was. So they just trained him. I remember when the movie came out, a lot of I'm people like, that's were, really cool. were upset about that. Really? Like, yeah, because like Bruce Lee is a, he's a master. So they were like upset that like it was almost kind of maybe, maybe like bastardizing the idea a little bit, right? Like yeah. you should have someone that... Well, they also wanted his son. Um, 
to bring. play him. Yeah, but he didn't like look Chinese enough. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know. I guess I have mixed feelings about that. But he really did. He really didn't. I don't. I don't, well, know. I, I don't know how you can have mixed know. feelings about that though. I feel like because it really is about someone's life. You. I. I really think that Jason Lee, Scott Lee looks like Bruce Lee. Like if yeah. you. But also, I guess Brandon didn't want to do it because he felt like it was weird to do like. Um, to act in, like, a romance between his parents. I mean, when you watch You the, know, like, that is kind of weird. So. But also, when you watch The Crow, and then you're like, okay, like, he doesn't look like... I wouldn't say he looks like he's Chinese, right? I, Not, like, all the way. This conversation is getting a little bit... No, no. Getting, I, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just agreeing um, with what you're saying, because I feel like... I, so, when we were watching no, the he movie... No, he does not look 100% Chinese. When we were watching the movie... And you literally said to me, you were like, as you're watching it, then you Google the picture and you're like, if you show me that picture, I know that that's Bruce Lee. I'm like, yeah, you know this. Yeah, I know who Bruce Lee is. Like, I I didn't grow up in a closet, but I I don't know anything about kung fu movies. I know. But what I'm saying is the idea, like, Jason Scott Lee looks like him. You can't get somebody that doesn't look like him and then put you into the, like, you're not going to get into the mindset. You're not going to get into the world if you're not, especially because they really focused, at least in the beginning part of his life. Well, most, his entire life, really, about all the racism he was facing. That's the thing. That, all the different That's, spots. Yeah. That he so was if going. you had like so, Brandon yeah. Lee in those situations, it would be kind of like a little unbelievable because he doesn't present as one hundred percent Chinese because he's not. So right. Yeah, I think it would be a little, um, yeah, distracting. But I thought that he. I mean, again, as someone who knows, who doesn't never seen a Bruce Lee movie, I. Felt that Jason Lee Scott did a great job. Take that for what it's worth. I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> As no, someone I, who doesn't know anything about the original. No, I mean, listen, it, it, it definitely, you definitely are driving the hits to the Bruce Lee sites and things because you're looking at it now. You're, you know, it's one of those things you found this movie, you came upon it and you're like, wow, obviously a lot of it was stylized and fantasized in order to make a good Hollywood movie. But it really is interesting now to delve back and delve into his story because it's really because yeah. his story is really, I, I mean, it's also the American dream, right? You come to America with not a lot of money or a little bit of money, and you're trying to make it big. I mean, he ends up being by the end just about to make it as a movie star. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. He was on a TV show back in the day. Like that's pretty cool. Like he did a lot of really amazing things. In terms of like following that immigrant path to be American, obviously he was American, in the sense that I believe that they're talking about how he was born in America. Yeah, that's cool. Like he was really American. So he was American, but then obviously he was raised somewhere else, and so then circling back and coming back. It's really cool. And you know, I really want to think that the racism was dramatic <clears throat> too, but um, you know, I know it wasn't. Like you know, like no. a dramatic take on it, but like you know, you know, that's probably how it really was. It's probably even worse than how they depicted it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed when you were just like, oh, yeah, San Francisco. It's like, yeah, he's coming from... It was just funny, the idea that you were like, oh. oh. well, that's because I always think everything is going to, to the York. East Coast yeah, because we're from the East York. Coast. Um, <clears throat> I know. That, like... And I always think of the world as that way, like, you're going towards the East, right? So, like, if you go to Europe from here, you're going to fly East. But mm-hmm. clearly, if you're coming from Asia... <laughs> to yeah, the you're US go, you're gonna go west and like to me it's like oh I gotta like well, think the yeah, other way you're gonna go east you know then you're gonna end up on our west coast yes you're gonna go east you're not gonna go west to New York but <laughs> yeah, like, it doesn't yeah. work in my brain 100%. Um, no. I think the world is flat apparently you know what's another cool fact I found what's that you know the party um, that they go to like mm-hmm. that the, the Hollywood party yeah. 
Yeah, you know um, the the band that was singing? Okay. The girl that was singing was Bruce Lee's daughter. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah, and of course this was based on a book by Bruce Lee's uh, wife. Yeah. And apparently this book was written pretty quickly after he passed. So it was really a lot of like initial kind of feelings. I guess she writes another book later on. Oh, really? Yeah. But I really, I enjoyed it. I, I do. What was that book like? Not. What? I, I don't, oh. I didn't read the books. So oh, okay. I, I'm not going to comment on the books. I'm just saying, you know, kind, gotcha. of the, kind of the factoids I was reading that she wrote another one later on. So I don't know if that one maybe has more, um, you know, maybe less like, I don't know. Cause I, I feel like this, you know, obviously <clears throat> if you were writing a book about me, right. Or vice versa, you know, you're writing a book about somebody you, you care about right after their tragic passing like your thoughts of them are going to be different than maybe some of the facts or some of the 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 worldview right because you're just person. thinking about you're thinking about who you knew which is the point of her story you're also thinking about who great. you miss you're not thinking uh-huh. about like that person as but it's also like your story so it's like you're telling yeah. your story from your side of you seeing this person and and how you know you're also processing through the loss of this person and how much of a titan this person was in your life mm-hmm. versus you know, maybe how the world perceives it, you know, and, and how the world looks at some of the different things that the person did. And again, when you're romanticizing some of the facts in order to make them fit into a good movie situation, you know, I didn't read the book, so I don't know if the book is more just drier or to the, but I just know she wrote another book. So I'm just assuming that with time, maybe other things became clearer. I know that there was a big controversy about the idea of Kung Fu, I guess in his only interview. He talked about a show he was making, potentially called The Warrior, which sounded a lot like this show, Kung Fu. Okay. But again, he was like, I don't know if we're going to make it or if it's going to get made because people don't want an uh, you know, uh, non-American lead on television, which really sucks. Cause it, it, does really really suck. cool, it does really suck. It does really suck. Really cool. Con- I mean, like, obviously, Kung Fu went on for a very, very, very long time. So, I mean, it was a good idea. Uh, I do like how they shoehorned it into this movie. Like how I, I like certain things like that, that then with time, you're like, I don't, we don't really know the veracity of that story. Cause you still don't know if necessarily that was accurate or not. But the way they put it in the movie is like, Hey, if all that survives about Bruce Lee in a hundred years, is this movie <laughs> sure. You know, that that's the record that's left. Right? Right, right. right. If AI decides to wipe away Wikipedia. Oh my God, please stop. <laughs> I mean, it's just a thought, you know? I can't. Again, if we were doing this last year, if we if we were doing this a year ago or two years ago, and fucking Terminator Two was the movie we were talking about, all I would be doing was screaming about AI like over and over and over again oh. because I don't understand. Well, we really dodged a bullet on that one then. Because huh? well, we didn't because AI is definitely gonna. But like, how do we not understand? Mm-hmm. That, well, like, I mean, like, we've seen this. listening to you scream about it. But we've seen this. Apparently, that's what people are... Apparently, today, or the past couple days, there's been an open letter from all sorts of tech people that are literally like, yo, AI is as important as pandemics and nuclear war. They are going... AI is going to make the human race extinct. Like, that's it. That's just a sentence. That's it. One sentence, signed by everybody. Like, get this shit under control. And it's like, haven't we seen Terminator... (sighs) Don't we know what the fuck we're doing? Yeah. The AI is going to take over I, the world. I mean, I do feel like something. I don't know. I, do, I have mixed feelings about about it. I mean, I wish it would just go away, but I also feel like you have to, you have to know how to like utilize it. Otherwise, 
you're going to be left behind type thing. Or, or just pull gonna, the plug now. I, listen, I'm not saying that you shouldn't, but there's no way that that's going to happen. I mean, you and I aren't in control of that, right? Like a lot of the people that are like, make this stop aren't in control of it. So who's in control of it? Nobody. That's the problem. Well, that was that. That's the point of these people. What they're trying to say is nobody's in control of it. So if nobody's in control of it, but private corporations that are developing it, we need to put some boundaries on what the fuck's going to go on. Absolutely. It's not going to happen. No, we're, we're we're too busy fighting about other stuff. But also, we like we can't put boundaries on things. We're not. You know. No, this is yeah. It's the wild, the wild west. Yeah. Anything else you want to add about dragging the Bruce Lee story? No. I'm gonna see if we can find the video game. No, it was good. Uh, I'm glad you made me watch it. All right. Next month, Mm. as noted, we have a couple different ones we're going to consider. But it's probably going to be Sleepless in Seattle and Jurassic Park. We'll actually sit down and watch Sleepless in Seattle. So I believe that the movie Sleepless in Seattle. Now, it could be two movies together. But I believe that You've Got Mail comes later. That I know. And I believe that is about how, like, Tom Hanks is running, like, a large bookstore... And Meg Ryan is running a small bookstore. And he's in his day job trying to take the bookstore, like take over the space or take over the bookstore or whatever. Um, that's what I believe is happening there. Yeah, and then they're I, communicating I via right. email. Mm-hmm. And then that's how whatever. But it's like the follow-up <clears throat> to Sleepless in Seattle. Because Sleepless in Seattle, I think, has to do with a classified ad where somebody is writing or like a... What the... F- were they called classifieds? Like, what were they yes. called where you would put in, like, the they newspaper called, that you were looking for love? They were called classifieds. Classified. So, I think in the classified, one of the two... I think it's her, but it could be him, is, like, it, like signs it with, like, Sleepless in Seattle. Like, they're, like, up all night looking for love, blah, 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 Sleepless in Seattle. And then they start to communicate, maybe with a letter? I think they write letters? Yeah. Maybe then they end up with phone calls, but they realize they're on different sides of the country or something, or like San Francisco, like like one of them's in Seattle and one of them's somewhere else, and then they end up like the end they get I together. Feel like one's in New York. I don't. Oh. I feel like I. I. That's what I feel. I feel like one's in New York. I'm gonna tell you I've seen the movie and I have. Uh, I feel like I, have, I don't. I do not. I feel remember. like she's in New York and like he's in Seattle or vice. I think. Yeah, I think that's what it is. And then maybe she's there. I don't know how she sees the classified, whatever. Yeah. It's but he's got a kid. And I just remember this picture of the Space Needle. And obviously it's called Seattle. And he's sleepless in Seattle. I believe he's sleepless in Seattle. Or I, she is. Yeah. And that's my story. Eventually they get together. And then they go and they... Stop. Then they run it back like six or eight years later. Now this movie, I feel like, is going to perfectly encapsulate... Some of our um, ideas or discussions about like what 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 is going to change, right? Because now, I mean, people just turn their lights on with uh, you know social media dating apps, so you immediately meet people. This was really like a different vibe. <clears throat> Hold on, we have a phone call. You're oh, this is a spam call. I think. Oh. Some area code I don't recognize. Gotcha. So I was gonna be like, yeah, this is this is a little bit different because this is just like classified ads like i know those still exist but like i don't think anyone under 55 uses classified ads i think that's fair to say i think they just go to like facebook marketplace if you really or like even if, Craigslist. if it's the kind of thing that you want to like uh sell something or buy something 
instead of going classified, you what would go you to Facebook Marketplace. You would go to Match.com. Like that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. Like this whole thing is just not real. Like this whole part. Like Match.com is probably it doesn't exist. Antiquated now too. Like yeah. Well, that well, I'm yeah. I was gonna I say like know. if you're just looking to hang out with people, you know, there's all these apps. There's so many apps. That like if you want a job, go to Indeed or you know I just I whatever. I just still go back to like the idea that like once the genie of the phone gets out of the bottle and you go from like a phone in your pocket. Genie of the phone. Well, okay. So again, we talk about it and we're gonna slowly see it now start to develop. But once you go from I have a phone in my pocket or a beeper, right? You even start with a beeper. I have because at this time in the nineties, cops, politicians. Business people, like high-end business people, like executives and doctors are the only people that can probably communicate outside of their home. Remember the car phones? And That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying like, it's like all these high-end people, like are the only ones, right? Like cops and, and like, that's it. And so the rest of us don't have it. And then it's like, then we get beepers and then the beepers quickly turn into like a phone in your pocket. And then the phone now becomes like a computer. You know, like now you have a literal computer. So you have your own personal assistant, basically, wherever you go. If you use it correctly, you could put it in your calendar, days, you do all the things and look up anything you need, emails, everything. This movie is like totally like, I'm going to write you a letter. I believe I'm going to write you like a letter or whatever it is. So like an antiquated time. You can't go, you can't go back to that. Once you started to have a phone in your pocket, like you can't, you, you can't go back. You're either someone that doesn't have a phone. Like you just... You just can't because kids now want them so much sooner to you know, become adults and participate in society. Yeah, but it's not even, I mean, it's just part of society. It's right? part of society. It's not even that's, like that's they want, I mean. they all have them and your parents want them to have them so they can contact them. And, and you think about this movie, 1993, and you think about 1963, how much changed there in terms of technology of having a phone in your pocket? Not a lot. So from 1993 until 2023, we go from... Barely any phones and using classified ads to, you can respond to, uh, you know, someone's dog just had a puppy six states away and go pick it up via your phone within two minutes. Be like, yes, I'll take one. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. So. Let's do that. No. I use that because (laughs) I saw you glaze over for half a second. I'm like, puppy, that'll bring her back. (laughs) So next month we're going to do Sleepless in Seattle and Jurassic Park. We both really enjoyed Dragging the Bruce Lee story. I've seen this probably four times. Uh, like I said, I played the video game. Uh, I did. I saw the movie it's and played the video so game. It's funny. I remember it because, it, like, you got to remember, like, back in the day, it was a really big deal to do video game tie-ins. And it was like a whole thing where you'd be like, here's a movie and here's the video game with the movie. And 95% of them fucking sucked. Right? They were terrible. And this is a time when Mortal Kombat's coming out and everything else. Like, you're watching it and you're like, oh, it's like kind of like Mortal Kombat. I'm like, yeah. You don't like, <laughs> you don't see the inspiration from yeah. Liu Kang to, of like, Bruce Lee. Like, you don't see. Like, and there's other games where there's literally characters that are, like, supposed to be, like, Bruce Lee. Like, Street Fighter. Like, these games have, like, characters that are just, like, based on, like, you know. They're not. They can't use his likeness. But you know that that's what it's supposed to be. Right. 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 You know, very slender but, like, absolutely unbelievably in physical shape right like he's an unbelievable physical shape like n- less than half an ounce of any sort of body fat and an art you know a martial artist right right so i mean it's just all these uh these different things they intersect 
right? Because that's it. Video games would be like, here's a new idea. And then here's a, oh, a movie. Here's a movie tie-in. And it would just like take an old game and just like, like color code it with like the new people. So Dragon, I believe, was a fighting game. Let me double check that. But I believe it was like a fighting game. So you'd fight the different people. Gotcha. So it was whatever. But all right. 40 minutes of rambling. <laughs> let's do this game. What's the score? Right, let's do it. 5-3. Um, 5-3. I'm you. moving on. Jen? Mm-hmm. Let's remind everybody, we are playing a game of Trivial Pursuit cards with the loser of the game having to buy the winner or having to buy the podcast, the 90s Trivial Pursuit game, yes. and then we will continue to play a long-form game with the loser having to give the other one $1 million. Oh, Oh, shit, I better not lose that. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> so, I'll, I shall ask you this. Who had a hit song in the 90s that begins, In the time of chimpanzees, I was a monkey? Beck. Yes. Whew. I just quickly went through the whole song. Um, what science guy who sported a blue lab coat and bow tie on his PBS Kids show helped design the sundial on two Mars rovers? Was it William Nye? Mm-hmm. I didn't know about the... That's cool. What cable channel, owned by A&E, was launched in 1995 with the tagline, Where the Past Comes Alive? History Channel. Correct. It was going to be like Ancient Aliens. <laughs> just just oh. Ancient Aliens. <laughs> what do-gooder is a blue-trimmed white sorry? Oh, we're going to restart that. What do-gooder in a blue-trimmed white sari passed away in 1997 and officially declared a saint 19 years later? Mother Teresa. Yes. I'm like, you know this. What movie star popularized the Hummer when he bought the first two civilian models that rolled off the assembly line in October 1992? Mr. T. I'll give you one more um, guess. I will tell you and remind you. It's in California. Maybe we just talked about him. Sylvester Stallone. <sighs> Arnold, Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh my God, that's what I was gonna say. But then you said There's we just like talked about him when we when we were when we were when I was in college. I'll never forget. They were having a presidential debate, and it was, or the debate for the governor of California, and I will just never forget, this This is when Arnold Schwarzenegger was going to be the governor, and he was running for governor, and how he was talking about, someone said something, and he goes, I'm going to take your plan, and I'm going to drive my Hummer right through it, because he's just like a Hummer, like, because <laughs> like, he's, it's just, it's like, you, I'll, I'm just going to drive my Hummer right through your oh environmental plan. It was ridiculous because he was a Republican governor running for Republican. Right. And he just was all about cool. like his fucking Hummer with six miles to the gallon in like the year 2000. I'm going to ride my Hummer right through it. It was just, oh, I remember God. just being so dumb. He's so dumb. You know what we know? I, I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. Don't get me started. I love him, but just like As that, like just some of the things that he would do are just so, like, so special. Take my Hummer and drive right through your plan. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. The worst arm Schwarzenegger ever, by the way. 
What civil rights leader was portrayed by Denzel Washington? Malcolm a- X. Yes. All right. Six to three. That's it. So, <clears throat> next month is June, kids, which means five Fridays, five episodes. One about a bell. That's a special. It's life. coming. It's coming. We've been teasing it. There was a discussion. Last night we were watching an American Gladiators 30 oh for 30 documentary. God. And we're like, yo, so we got to figure out how to do like an American Gladiators deep dive. Because watching that, like watching professional, like old school professional wrestling and then also like seeing the transition to American Gladiators and realizing how insane American Gladiators was even over professional wrestling. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what? Because they were really beating the shit out of people. Yes, they but were also, really like, and it was wild. But it was, there was like no remote like fake industry. It was just like you know, with professional wrestling, at least as it was getting going, it was like these guys knew like the ropes. And there was territories. There was like thing. It was like this weird infrastructure. This is just like yo, come be on the show, and the minute that you get so injured that you can't do it anymore, we already got juiced up people ready to go to take your spot. Go film twice a day. Shoot people with tennis ball. I remember that show being like yo show is insane like i loved american gladiators except like if i knew remotely how terrible they were to the the gladiators who made like no money wild so um, viper wears a diaper that's something that we're gonna need to um digest oh that was so that was wild but for now stay by the bell Next week, we'll be back with some music. A little, little slimmer pickings, but we'll And by next find week, it. maybe we mean next week. Maybe we mean Friday. Uh, we might mean Friday, but I, I, honestly, I'm going to say by Monday, you'll get the next one in your ears. Because it might be a, a Monday-Friday release next week. We'll figure it out. Okay. We don't want to bombard you that you don't get a chance to digest these things. But Dragon the Bruce Lee story in the books, movies of May in the books, and we are rolling into June. We are so happy everybody's here. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast feed wherever you get your podcast. I am Pat. That is my co-host, Jan. Hello. On the Twitter box, at BLC underscore pod. <laughs> what? Just randomly at? introduced us. Where are we at on the Instagram? Um, we're a BLC mixtapes on Instagram. And Becky left the chat at Gmail if you want to drop us a hello. Want to yeah. say hi. Or if there's any movies you any think suggestions. that we're missing. Did, um, did we miss the boat by not discussing Carnosaur? I don't think what, so. Wait, what? Yeah. Is that a carnivorous dinosaur? Yes, Carnosaur. Cool. It's like a, you know, I think it's one of these sci-fi channel mashups. Did we miss the boat by not doing Sliver? Did we? I don't know. I don't think so. Tell us. Maybe the next time we'll, we'll come yeah. to a secret episode. We appreciate all the listens, all the feedback. And we will catch you guys on the flip side. Bye. Bye.